0: Welcome to the Uncommon Drive Podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozy. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Drive Podcast. Uh, You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, any place you do that. You can also check us out on YouTube. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just... uh, uh, Search Uncommon Drive Podcast. You'll find us there as well. The uh, episodes are going up in batches there. We appreciate you checking in and liking those, hitting the subscribe button, all that kind of good stuff yeah. to help us push out the content that we've been giving to you now for almost a couple of years now, Jeff. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah,
0: a year and a half or so, a little over a year and a half. It yeah. uh, Consistency is the key. That's right, man. I mean, it is the key. We may not be getting any better, but we keep doing it. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, how you been, Jeff? I've uh, been very, very good. It's been a nice, busy week last week and, uh, you know, dodging weather like any other spring, um, but uh, it's it's really good. We have, uh, we're planning a little Christmas tree farm trip coming up here real soon. All right. Uh, as soon as the baseball season's over so we can get some plans for having a kind of a get-together for a Memorial Day. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and then... My mother-in-law's sister passed away, and they're kind of doing a little service while they're there too. So we'll have some family members there, and um, plan on making a nice big uh, prime rib or something mm-hmm. of uh, sub- substance, I guess. And it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good, fun weekend. But we got to get down there, and get some power washing done, and uh, trying to build a couple decks. And you know, I gotta get my work gloves out. There you go, man. <laughs> yeah. How about you?
1: You know, this has been a, a, a super busy period of time and this actually you know a little bit ties into the to the topic for today you know Mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about the mindset monster Mm -hmm. um we're going to look at it from a few different ways but we know that our mindset makes such a difference in how we do what we do and the things that we say affect other people's mindset and it impacts us and all but you know i had so enjoyed the nice weather we had had for a really small window we
0: got spoiled didn't we i mean like i
1: when i say i enjoyed it i mean i i would walk out and i would be smiling <laughs> and it would be wonder, Like it was it was so great and then this last weekend it was miserable yeah like it was just miserable i worked a double header on saturday and it's one of the few places that I work college baseball where you don't get a locker room change in. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's raining mm. and it's cold and we're changing out in a parking lot. And I'm just sitting here going, why did I agree to do this? Yeah. Like, mm. like my mindset was not in a good place. It was a monster. Right? <laughs> it was, it was a definite monster and it was a cold monster. But I decided in that moment, something, and you know, some of our listeners uh, will end up working some, Uh, some summer baseball with me, whether it's Frontier League, Prospect League. Those are typically the two leagues I work in the summer. And there are several people that listen to this that will be my partner. So here's what I need to share with those potential partners right now. All right. In the middle of July, when it is 98 (laughs) degrees and 100% humidity, Mm. if you complain about how hot it is, Mm. I will walk out on you and you can work the game yourself. (laughs) <laughs> well, because I don't care how cold it gets, yeah. I mean how hot it gets. It is so much better
0: than the cold. The message has been sent, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it will be received or not, but the message has been sent. I'm just telling you, I I hate cold, so I will sweat uh, all day yeah. over over this kind of stuff.
0: Well, it's interesting because uh, so not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I had a doubleheader, uh, two games starting at like noon. So you get there around 11 mm-hmm. and it was literally snowing when we pulled up, <laughs> you know, and my partner pulled up, he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and, you know, we're like, oh, well, is this really going to happen? And we weren't on a turf field either. We were on yeah. you know, natural grass and real dirt. So like, you know, I never know what's going to happen. And the coach was like, yeah, it's going to snow on and off. You know, we should be fine. I told him at the start of the second game, I said, I think it was more on than off. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. If you just want to put those two words together. That's right. But, um, you know, I decided also. I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I'm just going to do it. It's, it's, you know, whatever. I'll throw enough clothes on. We'll get her done. It won't be a big deal. And I remember, and I told it to myself, and, you know, I was just enjoying the moment. As we were walking off, I had to play for the second game. As we were walking off. My partner's kind of coming in behind me, and we're kind of walking off behind the, behind the plate area. And he says to me, "I didn't think we'd ever get to this point." <laughs> you know, he was just absolutely dreading every movement that he made, that he had to do, every base hit. He's like, "Oh, there goes another one," you know. So, but you know, and I told him, and I say it all the time: it seems impossible until it's done. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's what it was.
1: Uh, I agree. So talking about this idea of of the mindset monster and and the reason that we grabbed this title for today is because of a a study that you read about Mm -hmm. recently. Why why don't you share that with us, Jeff? Yeah,
0: well, you know, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm going to challenge. Yeah, it'll
1: it. fit with your shirt then today. <laughs> that's if you're right. Gonna yeah. it. What's
0: my shirt say? Like? Can you tell?
1: Them? The West wasn't one on salads. Eat <laughs> beef.
0: Amen. <laughs> Love it. Got a I mean... nice
1: picture of a steer there ready to go. Yeah. If that's not Love a prayer, it. I don't know what is. Right? You know what? Speaking of, of of beef going to slaughter, people don't want to hear this, but yeah. I'm going to share it anyway because yeah. it's our podcast. You recommended a show oh, yeah. to us, Clarkson's Farm. Yeah. I have watched the entire thing.
0: Both seasons? Both seasons. And? Love it. Isn't it great? And
1: then I got so nervous because I read some stuff afterwards about some things that happened mm-hmm. after the second. I'm like, oh, maybe it won't get renewed for a third season, yada, yeah. yada, yada. But it has been. It has been. I don't know when it comes out, yeah. but it's been renewed.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, I guess, English, right? England? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they're known for just doing just two or three series and that's it so this probably will be the last one Mm -hmm. but it's a great it's it's a lot of fun
1: the first couple episodes are a little tough for people to plug into sure Mm -hmm. it moves a little slow but then after that and some of the characters in this thing i know it you know oh my gosh (laughs) yeah my son
0: i've told my son to watch it and i watched like the first two episodes with him and he hasn't watched it but he's watched another one called jury duty okay so it's very uh, it's, it's 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 not even a documentary. It's mm-hmm. all funny, and sure. he's like, "I watched that, Dad. Yeah, that's funny." I'm like, "You need to go watch Clarkson's Farm." <laughs> so yeah, I th- I'd like to hear from some people who actually watch Clarkson Farm because I think it's a it's a it's a good you can you can watch the whole two series and you know whatever one Saturday afternoon if you wanted to. So, yeah. but I'm glad you like it. So here we are. Um, the study came across my feed. Maybe somebody was talking about it, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I often say that I spend at least 30 to 45 minutes on self-improvement and this is what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, things just kind of fall into your lap. And this study came in and it's called, and it's called, I'm going to pull up some no- notes here.
1: The monster study. Yeah.
0: The monster study done in the late thirties, early forties. Um, again, like I said, I'm going to butcher some of the stats, but I, you're going to get the point. And what they did is they went into this this orphanage and they grabbed, I'm just going to say, you know, for easy numbers, they grabbed 10 kids and they put them, you know, Group A, and then they grabbed another 10 kids and put them in Group B. Group A were kids that were perfectly normal, no no problems at all. Everyone in Group B had um, a, a speech problem. Basically, they were stutterers. Okay. So they took, they took that and they said, we, we want to see what the power of words can do. So they told these group of 10 and group A that don't have any speech problems, that they're not stutterers at all. And they told them all, well, listen, we've done some research and we've done some tests on you and you, you definitely have some speech problems. You're probably going to start stuttering. You know, these things are going to happen. They told everyone who was working. They had no idea. They told them all the same thing. Listen, they have. They're going to have speech problems. So just you know, you need to always make that make them aware of that. And however long the study lasts, we'll just say four weeks. And over that time, I think the number was so. If there's ten, I think eight of them developed a problem, mm. all because they were told that they had a problem. Now, the. Uh, the ones that were stuttering, they told me, you, you know, you, no, you don't have it. I know you you think you do, but you don't have a problem. And then whatever that number was, they started to not have problems because of the power of the, you know, the, the comments. And the biggest thing I took away, now I, I need to share this also. They, they, they saw that these kids started developing stuttering problems. So the people doing the study said, we, we got to fix this, right? So they go back in. And they tried for, I think, like a longer amount of time than they did to take him to change it. Mm-hmm. Like we'll say 8, 10, 12 weeks to try and get them to go back. So like, you don't you really don't have a problem stuttering. You really don't have problem stuttering. And they couldn't fix it. Mm. They just couldn't fix it. So they ultimately ended up getting sued, lost 1.7 million dollars. Um, Which
1: back in the 40s is a big A lot of money, right, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So... You know it just it, it uh, brought the light that it's it's important to be very cognizant of what we say mm-hmm. to other people. And you know we we find ourselves you know in camp situations or even on the field where people are asking for feedback. And I think that's different, right? We're asking for mm-hmm. feedback we're preparing. but when we uh, take that time to give unsolicited advice to tell someone you're, you know you're not very good at umpiring you're not very good at refereeing basketball um you you're you're too slow you you know you don't know how to communicate whatever the thing is you continue to say that that it, it, it's going to have a lasting effect on how they develop so when we have those new referees those new umpires and we're trying to get them to you know at least want to enjoy the the process and you even well, I think we discussed it a number of podcasts ago you know it's there's was a study done that very few the number is huge of they don't go past the third year they quit mm-hmm. yeah you know so we gotta we gotta really be cognizant of what we say and how we say it and and when we say those things because they have a lasting effect if if we tell someone you're just not a very good umpire right now there's a good chance. That could have a lasting effect, and they'll never be a good umpire. So I well, thought it was interesting. Know,
1: I, I think there are very few of us that say to somebody, you're not a very good umpire. I but I do think there are some things that we say all the time that are incredibly suggestive. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean by that. Um, one of our local high school assigners has asked me to do the um, the classroom Uh, portion of their clinic this summer Mm -hmm. so I've been doing some preparation and getting ready for that uh, knowing that my my summer around then is going to be a little bit busy so if I can have that prep work done early then then I'm in good shape right Mm -hmm. and so I began looking at what um, other people were using for their classroom times grabbed a couple powerpoints you know either from the the state, or Mm. wherever, and I began to look at it. What was very interesting to me is that um, a lot of the wording that's used in it is negative. Really? Yeah. Um, And I've I've watched some of those before and listened to them, and I've always just thought they were super boring because most of the time – the presenter just reads whatever's up on the screen. And I'm always like, well, if that's what we're doing, I, I can read it. Like, I, I don't, I don't need you to read it for me and yeah. take longer. You know, I can do that. But that's, just, that's me and my pet peeve.
0: Yeah, That's my pet peeve too. Don't read to me. I can do that part. That's right. Yeah.
1: But in a lot of it, it's like, don't do this because. Don't do this because. Mm-hmm. Don't do this because. You know, um, you know, Keep your schedule up to date because so many people mess it up, the, you know. And and it's all these things that really have a negative bent to it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as I was doing that and talking with a couple of people about about spe- specifically high school basketball camps, they were talking about, and one of them said to me, "Well, you know i'll I'll never I'll never work varsity." Hmm. And I thought they were going to make some comment about the old boys network or whatever, right? You know. They said, Yeah, I, I could never do three person. Mm. And I said, Well, why could you never do three person? Well, back when I started, they told me how much harder three person was to learn than two person. And and it took me like three years to feel comfortable to do two person. Wow. So there's no way I could ever do three. So, you know, hey, now that I'm comfortable with two, I'll just stay here and this is what I'll do. Mm. And I thought, wow, how how suggestive it was to that person. Mm-hmm. Now, you flip that, there was somebody that came to that camp this last year, was a first-time official. Like, period. Had been there, had worked two-person that day. Just a couple days later, was invited to a college basketball camp. Mm-hmm. Worked three person for a day or two there. And that person, I've I've seen work, works three person mechanics, no problem. Mm -hmm. And I think the only reason is, is that people said, oh, sure, you can do this.
0: Yeah. No one said, no, you can't do this just yet.
1: That's right. (laughs)
0: You know, oh, that, I mean, that gets so, it boils my water,
1: man. So I, I really think that we say suggestive things like that. Here's one that I find that we do as partners, and I think we do it with the best of intentions.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, you're really gonna have problems with this coach today. Hey, this this coach really creates issues. Mm-hmm. Hey, this this coach is all over the place. Hey, this coach is yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Now. Do we need to be prepared for things that could happen? Sure. If we have a coach that we know has already been ejected four times this season, mm-hmm. we probably need to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a different way to do it. Instead of saying, you're going to have a problem with this coach, what if we said, hey, we know this coach has had problems this, ish- this year. Mm-hmm. If they choose that, how are we going to deal with it?
0: Right. Right, you right. know, that's mm-hmm.
1: different. Mm-hmm. Now it's not about me because mm-hmm. when I say, hey, coach can have problems with you. Oh, mm-hmm. great. Well, now is it my zone? Is it my sure. timing? I is it my perfect. whatever? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we begin to set ourselves up in the exact same way that you were talking about in that in that monster study where, you know, they created this monster for these kids. Mm-hmm. Nothing was wrong with them. Yeah. We're gonna to suggest to you that something is and guess what? It's gonna be. Yeah. And I think even outside of that study, a lot of us can see that. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of us have attributes, um, that you know, maybe everybody else sees as normal and we're like, oh my gosh, it's just hideous. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I I have a friend of mine that like tries to cover his ears all the time because he was told when he was a little kid, <laughs> Oh, you got funny looking ears. Right. And he is convinced to this day he has funny looking ears. Mm. Well, his ears look absolutely normal. Mm.
0: No one's looking at your ears, bro. Yeah. But
1: because somebody, when he was young at an impressionable age, right, said Mm. something, he's convinced Mm -hmm. he's got funny looking ears.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I can tell you that I lived that a number of times this year, walking Mm -hmm. on the baseball field. You know, my partners were like, hey, you know, this coach is. We're gonna have, we're probably gonna have issues here. You know, mm-hmm. we're walking into a charged atmosphere. We're gonna have issues. We're, benches are gonna be problems. You know, all these things. Yep. And none of them panned out. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying that it's not a discussion that we have to have. We need to prepare ourselves. But let's not, you know, for lack of better terms, let's not manifest it. Sure. Let's just let's not make it happen. Because when we, we go into, well, I know I'm going to have a problem with Coach A. I know it. And then now we have a close play, and here they come. Well, you're already on guard. That's right. You know, you're already on guard, and it's a done deal. And I think that can go the other way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had this coach 10 times this year, never had an issue. Well, doesn't mean they can't lose their cool.
1: That's right. You know,
0: just do the things protocol-wise that the NCAA gives us or whatever level you're working, mm-hmm. and then, you know, use your best communication skills, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had many problems, not many problems, but I've had my fair share of, you know, and they're not even coming out anymore, right? I'll see you at the forty five kind That's of right. thing, you know, waving their white flag, come <laughs> come talk to me, please, right? And then we you know we talk, and then they're still arguing, and I've used this term in at least three or four times. The decision's been made on this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's nothing else to talk about. I understand you're not happy. I understand it's not going to go your way. It didn't go your way. But the decision has been made. There's no other decision to make here, and we move on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we do kind of uh, handicap ourselves when we worry about the issue, the potential issues that we might have, which never show up. And I could have spent that 15 minutes preparing myself mentally for a very uh, you know tough play job instead yeah. of worrying about what the coach might or might not do.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as an assigner, there are times that I will communicate with officials to prepare them for scenarios. Um, I had a situation just this past weekend where there was a bit of an altercation during a game on Friday. Mm -hmm. Those same two teams were playing again Saturday, but with a different umpiring crew. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so I communicated with that umpire crew Saturday morning before their games. And just, I, I just gave them the the bare facts. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, the reason I wanted you guys to know this is because I know that you guys can handle this. No problem. And it won't be an issue today. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about mindset, so I I gave them the facts they needed so they could understand there's something already in there. We talked about it, uh, just a few weeks ago, right? The temperature in the room Mm -hmm. may already be elevated before we even walk into it. Right. Somebody left the heater on the night before, right? (laughs) Okay, so we've got that. But I've also, from a mindset standpoint, said, but I know you guys can handle this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now they walk in immediately going, oh, hey, part of the reason we're on this game is because we can handle this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. I think I even said that. I said, hey, you know, when when I'm looking at big matchups going towards the end of the season, you know, that's the reason I put crews like this on, you know, on big days. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I meant that it was true, you know, and it was, it was super helpful. I had another situation where some coaches had had words with each other. Right. And so again, I communicated with that crew and I said, Hey, just so you're aware, turns out those two coaches did not shake hands. Even at the plate meeting, there was, you know, that kind of standoff and all, well, if I don't prepare my umpires, the umpires go. Okay, did I do something wrong? Did I mess <laughs> right. up? Like what? What am I missing here? Sure. But if they know ahead of time, mm-hmm. they and there's a difference between preparing someone and setting someone up. Mm-hmm. And I think what we do a lot of times is set somebody up mm-hmm. for potential failure, yep. rather than preparing them, informing them of information that they need to do their job well.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, they, they spell it out pretty pretty easy for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's are the ways that we want you to handle these things. And you judge whether they're out of line or not or whatever that situation is. So we can just stick to the facts, right? The facts yep. are, you know, so-and-so is out of line. That'll be a ball strike warning. Pretty simple. So
1: Yeah. Now, I— I found it interesting. We're going to take kind of three different scenarios today and, and merge them together into our episode. And I love this because I really think that they all tie into this idea of mindset. Mm-hmm. You you bought a new toy this yeah, week, right? I did buy, now, other I did people not. might not consider it a toy, but I know Jeff Cross well yeah. enough to know that this, this may be a tool that he will use, but it will also be a toy he will enjoy. Yeah, so what is it?
0: Well, first things first, it's not another golf cart. <laughs>
1: But it, does have, it does have wheels and a motor. It does have wheels and a motor and a
0: potential steering wheel. That's right. Yeah, and it's not a car. Yeah, I bought my first ever zero turn uh, riding lawnmower. There you go. Yeah, um, I was. Uh, I think I might have been taking Gina to work or something, and I noticed that some mechanic shop had one sitting out there with a for sale sign on it, and uh, and then we actually had we were me and Gina were going in separate cars, but we we're going together because I was taking one car to the shop. So she had, I'd pick her up and then take her to work. So then coming home, I I noticed I'm like, mm, I want to really want to check that out. So I pick up Gina of ours, pick her up from work. We go to the mechanic shop to get my car where it's at. And then, so I'm following her and then we're coming across on the way home where this is right. This zero turn mowers for sale. And, uh, I call Gina and say, hey, I'm going to look at this lawnmower, this this zero-turn mower. I want to go check it out. She's like, okay, right? (laughs) That's about all she said. Okay, here we go, right? So hang up, check it out, think about it. And, you know, I know Gina listens to the podcast, so I'm probably giving her more ammunition than I should be giving her. But I go back the next day and buy it. And Mm -hmm. I texted one of my friends. I'm like, hey, man, I bought this zero-turn riding lawnmower. And I even texted my kids. I'm like, I bought the zero-turn riding lawnmower. In both in both texts, I said, "Gina doesn't know yet." <laughs> <laughs> so, she, uh, you know, she's she doesn't know. And then it was like, "Well, you know, what's she gonna say?" I'm like, "Well, I told her I was gonna stop and look at it." Mm-hmm. She didn't say that I couldn't buy it. <laughs> so, yeah, Gina, when you're listening, please don't take this <laughs> and say, "No, you can't buy that." So, but uh, so yeah, I buy this. I buy this riding line with a zero turn lawn lawn mower and. It's not new by any means, but it mm-hmm. runs great and mows great and it's a big 50-inch deck. So that's what I'm going to mow my my uh, yard with. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I like mowing. I learned that from the baseball f- fields and softball fields. So I took it. I was on my way home from my mother-in-law's house. I had went over and helped her with some yard work, and I still had the – actually, I didn't have the tractor hooked up anymore. But I was on my way home, and I drove by uh, – our local cemetery, which is, you know, I don't know. How many acres is this property? Do you know?
1: Uh, We're right at five.
0: So I think it's probably right around a five-acre cemetery. So it's a small cemetery. Mm -hmm. And I'm driving by. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Two, two o'clock in the afternoon and I see two guys out there mowing in old craftsman tractors mm-hmm. right they're not zero turns These these they've been in the family for a minute right yeah and they're you know trying to get go between the headstones and so I just pull in there and I said hey and I and I walk right up to the guy who's mowing I'm stopping him from working and he kind of gave me the look and I said you know hey I've got a zero turn mower you know it looked like you're you're in for a lot of work here. You, if you'll hire me, I'll, you know, I'll come help you. You know, mm-hmm. we can help zip through this. And he's like, he grunted at me and said, "No, no, no, that's good. I don't want to do it. Whatever it was." I was like, okay. I just thought a check, right? Yeah. Get into my car, he waves me down. I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" Because why don't you give me your number, just in case maybe I'm out of town, you can do it for me, kind of thing. Because it it gets. I guess my point is, it gets it gets contracted out. It's not mm-hmm. the village doing it, right? Sure. That night around six thirty seven o'clock I get a text from this dude hey do you just want to do it <laughs> I'm like well maybe mm-hmm. you know what does it pay and it's four hundred dollars for you know even like even if it takes me eight hours to mow this which I know it won't sure that's fifty dollars an hour so but just for me having the courage and you know I don't want to say fearlessness but I wasn't worried about what the guy was gonna do or if he was gonna get mad and he did get a little frustrated that I stopped him from working. Just to say, Hey, you know, do you want do you want somebody to do this? And I ended up getting I had this mower for less than twelve hours and I've got my first air quotes contract mm-hmm. <laughs> for four hundred dollars every time I mow it. All because I was I had enough guts to pull over and just ask this dude, What do you think? So I thought that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. I don't know that everyone has that in them. I wish everyone did. I wish everyone had that. You know, f- we're not worried about what they're going to say. The worst thing that can happen is they go, "No, mm-hmm. I'm good." And he did say that. Yep. And then he, as he tabled it and got done mowing, he decided to call me or text me and say, "Let's let's try it." So I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I think also it proved to me. The people that aren't, uh, I'm going to try not to get to a sensitive subject here, but for the people that are saying, I don't have, I can't work, I'm not making enough money, I can't can't do this or I can't do that, I call baloney. I think you're not taking the initiative to pull over and ask a guy in a cemetery, do you need help? That's what I think is happening. How many times have you missed the opportunity to do help? Today, when I got the uh, went to the post office today, well, I know that they hire out for them to mow it. Mm. So I asked them, "Hey, you know, do you have somebody to mow this year?" Yeah, we have somebody, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it the whole summer or not. So they're going to call me. It's that simple. Yeah, it's that easy. You don't have to have ten thousand followers on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, whatever it is. You just got to have the courage to talk to someone. And say, "Hey, would you like my help for a fee?"
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I, I think we we pull this especially into the officiating world, where I think sometimes we just we are afraid to ask. We are. I had I had a baseball umpire reach out to me this last week um, after a Zoom call that that. We'd been on, and he said, "Hey, you know, I I heard that Zoom call. I heard them say that you know, if we're looking for you know ways to advance or whatever, that w- we should reach out and find out maybe the the best camp, you know, mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. whatever, right? So I shot them off a off a text and said, man, I think I think this spot, this spot, or this spot would be really great for you, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Right now, here's the thing." Whether or not that person goes to that camp, I may not even know. I may not even hear. I probably will. Mm -hmm. You know, wherever they go, they'll probably say, hey, this is what we saw. You know, Mm -hmm. this is where he needs improvement. This is what we saw him improve in during the weekend or whatever. But maybe, maybe he intends to go and something happens in his family or whatever and he's not able to go. I already think more of this official Mm -hmm. just because they reached out to get the information about where they could possibly improve, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't mean, you know, somebody calling up saying, "Well, hey, I want to work more games in your conference, yeah. so what do I have to do?" Mm-hmm. That's that's not what I mean. But legit, legitimately wanting to get better, wanting to advance, wanting to do that, just because of that reach out and communication, mm-hmm. absolutely. There's a uh, a basketball signer reached out to me yesterday said hey do you know what they are what they are paying in these conferences because she knows I work those conferences mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i shot it back you know and again it was an opportunity through a conversation back and forth just to connect a little bit mm-hmm. you know what you get she could have found that out by going to the conference website or doing what i mean there's lots of different ways mm-hmm but by making personal contact it's more than just it's more than just information gathering mm-hmm. when when you were asking that person do you want help you're doing more than just getting a yes or no answer mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you you ask that question to have a greater understanding of something that could be of benefit mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. and i think we miss out on those opportunities all the time. I've, I've said this before. I'll go into a, a restaurant someplace because when, when I'm on the road officiating, I hate going to chains. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. Occasionally you have to because it's like the only thing open late at night or sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I like going into a local place. Yeah, And almost always I will ask the server there, man, if, if I only come here once in my life, what's the one thing I can't walk out of here without trying? Mm. Right? Yeah. And they'll tell me now, as long as it fits within my dietary restrictions or I can make it work or whatever, Mm -hmm. I absolutely get what they suggest. Even if I think I won't like it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Because why would I ask that question (laughs) and then not take it? Now I've walked into some places where I go, Ooh, I don't like there's some stuff on here. I I know I won't like, or I know doesn't fit my dietary restrictions or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask the question differently. Hey, Hey, I'm really interested in either this, this, or this. If you were picking for lunch today here, Mm. which of these three would you pick? Yeah. Right. And what's so interesting is their eyes almost always light up when you ask them that question, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, it's not just, Hey, what do you suggest? They might hear that several times a week. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Several times a day. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but if, if I've only got one time I'm ever gonna eat here, what's yeah. the one thing I can't leave without eating? Right. What do I have and, to get? And with that, it almost always sparks a conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, well, then where are you from? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, why are you here? Yeah. What I do mean, you I do? get that one all the time. Mm-hmm. Funny thing was, that happened to me right here in town. So I went in, is it is it Paul's place that's right down there by the river? Yep. You and mm-hmm. I have eaten there yeah. before, mm-hmm. I think. All I like right? that place, yeah. Yeah, so neat little place in there. I go in the other day to grab uh, lunch before a JUCO game right down the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm going through one of our NCAA baseball videos while I'm eating lunch. Because I'm there by myself, so I got my headphones on. I got my video playing on the computer while I'm eating my lunch. And she goes, she came up and she's like, uh, are you, are you a coach? Are you a, well, not exactly. You know? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm college baseball umpire." And she goes, Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. Did you see this play that happened in the Cubs game yesterday? (laughs) Right. right? right, right. You know? And so we're, you know, we're talking there and, and interacting. And it just, it sparks all these other conversations and, she left having had a great interaction with the mm-hmm. sports official. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. people do not have yeah. great, or don't think they can have great interactions with sports officials because mm-hmm. they see us as the yeah. enemy. Yeah. you know. And I just, I think, I, I think your story about just getting out of the car, walking up somebody, and saying, "What do you think?" I've shared on podcasts before. You've reinforced it. Um, sometimes we have not because we ask not. Mm-hmm. The worst somebody can say is no. Yeah. And you started out with a no. I did. But just because you get a no doesn't mean it won't eventually become a maybe. Yep. Or a sometimes, or a yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, he has a friend who has another property that's only one acre. Yeah. And you know he doesn't have time to do it. So it, it's it's very interesting how there's so many opportunities that, that we bypass for fear of rejection or for fear of time, for fear of, is that something I really want to do? I don't know. I truly have no idea if this is some way that I want to spend one day a week mm-hmm. this summer. I have no idea if this is going to be a, if something I enjoy or not. But either way, the money is in a, in a way that where even if I hate it, I can do it for one day a week sure i can do it for one day a week and you know 12 weeks whatever you know six eight grand in in a summer there's so many people aren't making that kind of money in a summer and yep. i did it just because and it's not just me right i just i want everyone to understand it it's possible it's very possible for you to to, to find some success by just stopping and just just roll the dice. See what happens. It, was, it wasn't a dangerous position I was in. You know, I don't want you to go out and say, hey, listen, if I jump off this bridge, will you give me 500 bucks? I don't want you to do that. Yeah. But I think there's opportunities for us to do that. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've found myself now, when I go into places, like let's say I go to the gas station, I go into the grocery store, I find in myself where I'm gonna leave my cell phone in the car. So that way I don't have any distractions. I could just pay attention to the people are around me. I can maybe somebody I know, maybe it's not. You know, I don't always do it, but I I'm you know, like even like this morning when I got my polar pop, I left my left it in the car. So I can not that I, I what if something's there and I'm distracted by some Somebody forwarded me an email. Who this is really funny. When I had a chance to have a meaningful conversation with an old farmer, who guess what, he has a zero turn mower for sale that he did not using anymore. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. So sure. we have those opportunities. And I want I want to sh- I want to uh, piggyback on your story about the waitress and uh, mm-hmm. how it's so cool to to have a con- you know to meet a baseball umpire. Um, there's a, a gentleman that works at our local Circle K, and he always works typically the later days. So during the basketball season, I always found myself going in there as I was getting home. So 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, whatever it is, and I'd come in and, and I, you know, he's like, how's it going? It's not good, you know? And I said, well, uh, so I'm all done for the day, just trying to get home. And you know what he thought I was? Because he knew that I came in every night in the evening.
1: Probably a truck driver. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You're a truck driver? I'm like, no, I'm not a truck driver. <laughs> well, what do you do? Well, I'm an NCAA basketball referee. And he went, Like stared at me. Yeah, I am. You know, and he was just amazed by that. He's like, you know, now now it's a whole. He's everything. So now when he sees me, hey, how's it going? You know, where you been? What you know? How you doing? So, not that we're friends, but we can at least have some sort of civil conversation. Be like instead of normal cashier talk. uh, Mm -hmm. What do you want? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and so let's also now put this in some practical. Um, application for us as officials a lot of basketball officials are in camp season right now
0: yeah they are you know
1: i mean it's amazing camps are already going on stuff's already happening it's absolutely crazy um i i did a couple things this last year at some of the camps that i went to that i didn't realize were unusual but i found out they were (laughs) afterwards because people looked at me Like I was crazy and I've learned, yep, and I've learned that when people look at you like you're crazy, most of the time it's just because other people aren't doing it a lot. Not because it's wrong, Mm -hmm. just because other people aren't doing it.
0: Well, I call it, everyone's going north and you're going south.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that I did, I messaged you and another person or two and I said, hey, uh, these are the courts that I'm on. Mm -hmm. These are my clinicians, Mm -hmm. Right during my off games um, of of the group of clinicians who should i be who should i be hanging out near their court listening to mm. you know mm-hmm. not because i'm trying to buddy buddy up or but just cuz like maybe maybe they would talk about the game differently you yeah. know cuz mm-hmm. we we all know Sometimes you'll go to a camp and you'll have four different clinicians and one of them clicks really great. Yeah. And one of them like that, that didn't work at all. And then two of them are okay. Mm-hmm. But yet for the the next person, they were the exact flip of what you were because the way that person communicates is just great for them or whatever. And mm-hmm. sometimes people just have a different perspective. You know, I find it interesting. Like when I go to a camp and, and Vicki Davis is my clinician i know i'm going to get tons of insight about play calling mm-hmm. because she watches thousands of clips about plays yeah every single year on a monday <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> whereas there's other clinicians they don't even care about play calling during a camp mm-hmm. because they're worried about mechanics they're mm-hmm. worried about this because they think that's a way they can help you the most whatever so so i asked that question of some people and It was really helpful to me because one of the things that was neat is I got to hear very different voices. And had I not asked that question, I never would have been in that position to hear some of that. And there were just, you know, one, two nuggets that were impactful for my season. Just Mm -hmm. hearing them say that to the other officials that were working. The other thing I did is I reached out to one of my D3 coordinators and I just said, hey, is there is there anybody going to camp for the first time from your conference, you know? And I heard about this younger guy, not long out of college and that kind of thing. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, like he probably won't know many people there, whatever. It'd be awesome if you could connect up, whatever. And so I did. And one night there's a bunch of us going out to dinner and I see him over on the side. Hey, we're going to go grab dinner. You want to come with us? Mm -hmm. And his eyes lit up, and it's like, oh my gosh. And if I had not reached out to the coordinator, I never would have known this guy's name. I would have done what everybody else does and assumed that everybody's got a group when they get there yeah. and everybody knows people and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I was fortunate. The first time I went to a Division One basketball camp, I was with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I was with somebody that helped make connections for me. I was yeah. with somebody that helped figure out where we're going to go eat or what we're going to do. And so I was able to help do that for somebody else. Right. Um, And again, it, it benefits me, you know, I, I make more connections. I learn more things, whatever, but it also, it's about mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about, I'm not, I'm not just going to go do the minimum. I'm not going to go just worry about myself. I'm not going to do that. But I'm willing to ask the questions that help me do more.
0: Well, and that's uncommon, right? Yeah. What we talk about all the time. You, I mean, you're doing uncommon things in a common world. And that is going to look strange to others. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And and almost some some people would even call it foolish. Some mm-hmm. people would, you know, maybe even uh, say that, you know, you have different agenda. Oh, that he's not doing it to help. Or, you know, just mm-hmm. because they're not doing it. Yeah. And, um that's on them that's on them and that's just the way they that's the way they want to respond to it then so be it um, you know I want to be different I, when I when I walk into a locker room or to a group of people I want to look almost like a unicorn you know what I mean like th- this guy something's different something's yeah. different about this person and the, what he is doing and i think that uh, that's important to me because it i want them to remember me whether it's good bad or indifferent at least they remember me and i i feel like you know as i said at the very beginning of the podcast i spend 35 40 minutes 45 minutes on self improvement where some people aren't even doing it at all and this is how i get to these studies and this is how i get to these these uh, these books so
1: yeah and you know again we want to be as practical as we can be when it comes to the implementation of what we're talking about. And so you may say, well, but you know, I don't, I don't mow yards. So I'm, I'm never going to have an opportunity to see somebody mowing out and going asking if you need help or whatever.
0: Well, my answer is I don't mow yards either. <laughs> right. I don't do that, but I have to start somewhere. I have to, and I could have very easily said no. Sure, you know maybe, maybe if he would have just said, I'm sorry, I interrupt you, but, no, but maybe if he would have just said, "Listen, I can't afford to pay you, but I, you know, I have a funeral to go to tomorrow, but I got to get this done today. If you're willing to help me, that would be much appreciated. I probably would have done it. Yeah, I probably would have done it. You know, it's easy. You know, whatever, a couple gallons worth of gas, no problem. It's not far from the house. Done." Mm -hmm. I could have done that. And I didn't know what to expect, you know, going into that. I sure as heck wasn't expecting to land a $400 a week job. Yeah. You know, people at Subway don't make $400 a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it in one day. So I just... When we do those things, when we we stretch out and go past something that is, is not necessarily your comfort zone don't go in and only expecting one thing if i would have went in saying i'm going to go into this conversation i'm gonna i'm gonna get this job mm-hmm. and i'm gonna make sure i get a thousand dollars to do it well i would have been very disappointed sure. when i got in my car and all i got was him to take my phone number so mm-hmm. just go in just go in and, and see what happens and is read the temperature of the room yeah this dude is unhappy. <laughs> he's got to be cutting his grass because he's clearly a busy man. And I've just stopped him for five minutes, but it worked out. And the temperature of the room, I was, I was very cognizant of that. Like this car- guy wants to get back to work. Here's my number. I'll see you later.
1: Yeah. And the point that I was going with there is that y- you may not be the, the person that mows the mows the yard, but you may be the person that, you know, goes to your boss and says, Hey, I'd, I'd really like to learn something new you know hey i I found this this seminar would the would the company send me
0: Mm. whoa man that's a great one
1: you know yeah and because because i think it'll not only benefit me but i think it'll benefit the company Mm -hmm. if i come back knowing this
0: that's a great one
1: you know again what's the worst thing they're gonna say no okay well hey if if the company won't pay for me to go would the company give me the day off paid to go yeah Mm -hmm. i'll pay i'll pay for it but but mm-hmm. can we make it where I don't have to take PTO to go do it? Right. Yeah. You know, again, right. I mean step down. You know, I mean there there are things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, could I can I shadow you? You know, I mean, I'm really interested in what you do. Could I shadow you for a day? Yeah. Um and, and we've talked about that in the officiating world. You know, uh we got conference tournaments coming up for baseball really soon, right? NAI conference tournaments are starting. Uh, about the time you're going to be hearing these podcasts, um, NCAA conference tournaments can be happening the week after that. Division one happening the week after that. All that kind of stuff is going on, man. If if you are not working a conference tournament, but you say, man, I'd love, I'd love in a year or two to be working a conference tournament. Well, then why not call up that coordinator and say, hey, could I could I come shadow some of the guys that are working the conference tournament so I can see? What they do and how they do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I, you know, can I learn? Can I come sit and watch? Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, those guys. And now, does that does that require something of you? Sure it does. Mm-hmm. That's an investment mm-hmm. that you're making, but it's it's all about that mindset monster. And I think that most of the time we allow the monster to eat our mindset. Yeah. Hmm you know instead of us being the one going out and conquering the monster mm-hmm. and being uncommon in the way that we approach stuff
0: yeah that's a very I, I think you're right the the monster eats a lot of people yeah you know and sometimes it doesn't necessarily eat them it slows them down mhm you know they, they may eventually get through that monster but once they see the monster they stop
1: mhm
0: you know if we're going to continue to talk about the cemetery as they pull in, the monster could have got to people and then just pulled right out and, and never got a chance to do it. They tried, but mm-hmm. the monster took over, right? Or I, I had the text drafted to send mm-hmm. to Chad, but I backed out and I deleted it. You know, yeah. the monster can you know slow you down, but uh, continue to battle against that monster. I, I believe you'll find greatness in it.
1: I agree. Well, everybody, thanks so much for being with us again today as we uh, as we talked a little bit about something that I think is so important mm-hmm. in the world of officiating and beyond. I mean, yep. in our life and our legacy and the way we lead others, uh, our mindset is so vital. Please, uh, if you have questions, uh, if you have ideas, uh, all that kind of stuff, shoot us an email at uncommondrivepodcast at gmail.com. We've gotten some really cool um, questions and responses over the last few weeks mm-hmm. from uh, specifically baseball umpires that have been implementing some things. Got a really cool message yesterday about our temperature in the room mm-hmm. episode that we had. Uh, got some really interesting questions even just this morning from a couple uh, baseball umpires who are looking to, to improve and tweak mm-hmm. uh, some things in, in the way they handle stuff. And so uh, whenever you do that, sometimes we're able to tie those into a future podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just shoot out a, a response mm-hmm. uh, if it's something that we think is you know really specific and we can help with but we love the opportunity to have a little give and take with those that are listening to the podcast we appreciate you that's why we do what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, knowing that it's helpful to you so have a great week everybody be uncommon in everything you do talk to y'all soon thanks for listening to the uncommon drive podcast Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited-edition ultra-low-net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster.